Just kidding. What's up, everyone? (laughs) (laughs) I bet you didn't expect that. Yeah. We're, uh, it's Art Pros again, and we're here to record a podcast. The 10th. The 10th. Oh, shit. Yeah, it's the 10th podcast. No big deal. NVD. What's up? It's the 10th time at it. I mean. So... What is it? That puts us at like 13, 14 hours of potting. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Um, Let me what is that? Make it, I can't I, do the math. Am I close enough? Yeah. Okay. I can um, hear you. You sound really crisp. And smooth. Mm-hmm. 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 All right. So we brought in another article for the 15 minutes of of research we're supposed to do i hope that by the time this comes out we haven't gotten way more patreon subscribers and have to actually do like 30 45 minutes of research (laughs) that would suck all right so what are we researching what are we talking about today Renz? uh i got you um it's kind of an old article but this is for People who haven't really seen it yet. It's Jerry Saltz's 32 Rules for Being an Artist. And Gage and I are just going to riff off of it. We're going to look at it. We're going to critique it. We're going to put it through the art, prose, Gage and Wren's filter. Gage, the who has the most gagantic personality and brain. And Wren's, who has the most Renzastic uh, approach to, to things. <laughs> <laughs> Well, anyways, I mean, all right, page one. I'm looking at it. I printed it out. It says how to be an artist. We got a little paper ASMR today. Um, if you don't know what that is, it's like this weird thing where um, really detailed sounds are supposed to, like, give you chills to make you feel some type of way. Yeah, it's like stuff that people listen to while they're going to sleep and shit. All right, so this uh, How to Be an Artist, 32 rules to take you from clueless amateur to get generational talent, 33. It's 33 rules. What did I say? 32. Whoops. (laughs) All right, everyone. So Jerry Saltz claims he's going to teach you all how to be an artist. Um, So those of you who are already artists, those of you who already intern with the greatest studio on the planet, art pros, you don't need this. But this is for those of you who've sat around and thought, you know what, I'm sick. I'm sick of accounting. Mm. You know. Mm, mm, mm. I'm ready to be an artist. I'm I'm so sick of every morning getting up and working eight hours and making a living. I wanna struggle. <laughs> so Jerry Saltz wrote this amazing article. Um I guess we should give you a breakdown of who that guy is first of all, right? Yeah, let's do it. Um after the theme music this is the best way to have uh, free free license free royalty free scars to just do it with your mouth Right. 
Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome to Baltimore, everybody. Here we are sitting in the studio. Live from Baltimore, Phoenix. Bal- um, uh, Baltimore, uh, rise up. Unpaid interns, rise up. What's up, everyone? Thanks again. It's episode 10. Yeah. Episode 10. How to be an artist. Oh, yeah. How to be an artist. By J- Jerry Saltz. This J- is the article. We're Jerry- reading it. All right. Jerry Saltz is an art critic um, from New York. Or not from New York, but he's an art critic in New York. I think he was in some New York magazine, New Yorker. Is he a New Yorker art critic? New York Times? I don't know. I, I don't trust art critics, so we'll see what he has to say. <laughs> well, why don't you trust art critics? Uh, Well, I'll trust artists being critics. I don't trust people who get paid to, to talk about art. Like, uh, I don't trust you, dude. Okay. Well, so the the reason we decided that this would be an interesting thing to talk about, this article by Jerry was written in November 2018. Um, we'll link it to our we'll, we'll link it in our description it was featured on the vulture and um yeah gage claimed he doesn't trust art critics jerry saltz is a very well-known art critic some of you may know that um he went from being a truck driver to a successful art critic real salt of the earth jerry salt <laughs> of the earth <laughs> we're back to poor form and bad puns everyone <laughs> Oh, my God. All right, okay. so the first thing he says <laughs> is artist for anyone. And I'm going to take some direct quotes. When last month Banksy jerry-rigged a frame to shred a painting, just when it was auctioned, I could almost hear the whispers. Is that art? This fall, the biggest museum event in New York is the Whitney's retrospective of Andy Warhol. The paradigmatic, self-made, make-anything, art, and yourself famous artist. Today we are all Andy's children, especially in the age of Instagram, which has trained everyone to think visually and to look at our regular lives as fodder for aesthetic output. See, I already don't trust them. I don't think we're in the age of Instagram. I think we're in the age of Oculus Rift, you know, VR. We're in the age of Vore. If you don't know what Vore is, that's what? that's art about things being eaten by by characters and it's sexualized. <laughs> <laughs> we're in the age of uh, we're in the age of in in darkenment, where everyone's getting a little dumber because we're all just real sick of being too smart. Our brains kind of hurt, and we're gonna make monkeys smarter instead. Oh my goodness! Wow, you are you're clearly a a, a visionary in this type of thing. <laughs> Visionary is a funny art term. Yeah, that's a visionary is uh, someone who has a vision for the future. They're looking past, you know, Instagram, Jerry. They're looking. Sorry, I don't mean to be so anti Jerry Saltz. I he's fine. Um, visionaries. They're people who see a pile of toothpicks and are like, I can make a roller coaster out of that. They're people who uh, they see a broken mirror and they say, I could make a roller coaster out of that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, um, yeah. Don't don't let Gage be um, a Six Flags uh, CEO or anything like that. <laughs> so what we're doing here, we're critiquing where we're critiquing the art critic. 
Is that right? No, I think we're just going to follow his his steps. He gives us a step-by-step breakdown of how to be a great artist, which I, I'm sure totally works, and no one's ever tried these steps before. Okay. So y'all interns. I like, I think I enjoy Jerry Saltz. I like how, I, I like his sense of humor. I like how uh, plain he says things. He just says it how it is. I think I respect that. Um, but let's see. If, if you uh, are interested, go ahead and look him up and peep an article or two he's written a lot of interesting ones something that you might enjoy so the first thing jerry salt says um in his in his enlightened way of saying things is step one you're a total amateur and he gives us five lessons before we even get started and i'm going to read these lessons to renz okay uh first lesson don't be embarrassed have no shame when you make art Mm-hmm. Lesson two, tell your own story and you will be interesting. And that's a quote from Louise Bourgeois, who's a famous sculptor. Was a famous sculptor. Lesson three, feel free to imitate. It's not stealing, it's imitation. Lesson four, art is not about understanding or mastery. Imagination is your creed. Sentimentality and lack of feeling is your foe. All art comes from love, love of doing something. And lesson five, work, work, work. Mm-hmm. Jerry like claims that every artist and writer he knows claims to work in their sleep. I do all the time. I actually do too. You work in your sleep. What do you mean? I definitely think about ideas while I'm sleeping. Actually, way better than when I'm awake. In fact, we should pod My in sleep. our dreams. Yeah. <laughs> so for just $9 million, we can have microphones implanted into our amygdalas. And pot at night on our Patreon, <laughs> patreon.com slash artprospodcast. Infused into our gray matter. So do you, what do you think about those lessons? I like them. Yeah, they're simple. Yeah. Art doesn't need rules. Less of the better. I mean, okay. I'd be happy if there's just one, but, you know. Is there anything that you uh, that really struck you that we should dive into of these lessons? I don't know. It's good. I think, I think that without working, 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 you're not going to get any better. You're not going to... Um, cash in those uh, 10,000 hours or anything like that. Um, but what struck me really, I mean, it's it's all it's all things that I believe everybody already knows but just needs a reminder of. That's yeah. what struck me. And that's just, pretty cool. I have I, a feeling I'll like Jerry Saltz by the end of this. See, you know, it's yeah, it's 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 okay to be critical of things around you. This is what we're doing because at the end of the day you might end up thinking this is all right. I can get it. I can get down with this. Art, uh, art is not about understanding your mastery. Yeah, it's communication. I get it. It transcends all of that. You know, just say, say, say what you really feel. Do what you really feel, and art is the evidence of that. Yeah, and I, I, I think it's important. Um, art's not about mastery, and neither is your opinion or my opinion specifically. You know, it's important to be open to new interpretations and to maybe like someone you didn't like before because your opinion's supposed to change as you grow, especially as an artist. So interns and non-interns, those of you who are just sitting there freeloading off of our content, uh, you know, if you don't like us now, maybe you'll like us at the end of the episode. <laughs> this is a lot of lessons, man. This kind of feels like a big-ass magazine. I printed... Printed a lot of pages. Well, it's lesson six is uh, start with a pencil. What do you think? 
Lesson six yeah. is start with a pencil. That's how you start work. We did a pot on that. Let's see what Jerry has to say. Let's compare it. All right. Jerry says, don't worry about drawing. Just make marks. Tell yourself you're simply diagramming, playing, experimenting, seeing what looks like what. If you can write, you already know how to draw. You already have a form of your own, a style of making letters and numbers and special doodles. These are forms of drawing, too. While you're making marks and drawing, pay attention to all the physical feedback you're getting from your hand, wrist, arm, ears, your sense of smell and touch, perception. How long can your mark go before you seem to need to lift the pencil and make a different mark? Make those marks shorter or longer. Change the ways you make them at all. Wrap your fingers in fabric to change your touch. Try your other hand to see what it does. All these things are telling you something. Get very quiet inside yourself and pay attention to everything you're experiencing. Don't think good or bad. Think useful, pleasurable, strange. And don't think about needing to make work that is relevant to the common person. Just make things for yourself, about yourself, because that's the most important lesson, isn't it? Yep. Yeah. yeah. You got to feel what you do. You got to feel what you do from the inside out. Yeah. Because then, you know, you're just, what are you, you might just be a robot. Yeah. You got you to work, 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 and not make time for, for your job. Yeah. Because <laughs> you're it, too busy drawing. It, it's always a push and pull, you know. You, you, a lot of people end up falling out of the rhythm of creating art because their day job takes a lot of energy yeah and and creating art it, it's a commitment it's an energy time commitment you know you got to be super into it and you got to have time to develop those those ideas and to even just like be in the mindset of doing it you know what was you, you the first thing we both did was draw and we're yeah. great artists we're the artist professionals you know and love we're the baddest yeah we're the baddest arts in baltimore <laughs> and mo probably more they more ways than one yeah yeah so I mean, there's a lot of there's a lot of interesting introductory things that this this article reminds people. I just flipped to a page. Find your own voice. Lesson number ten. Find your own voice. What does that mean to you? What does that mean? We're gonna give you a second to think about that because I don't I don't have a voice yet. I don't know. Finding your own voice. It's having your own language. It's really hard to to. In terms of, like, I would imagine being an artist, if you want to be someone who's quote-unquote special or someone who has, like, a recognizable skill or talent as opposed to someone who um, does things that there's already a market for, it's really important to have your own voice. <coughs> I'm losing my voice right now. <laughs> my God. What is a... What, this stuff's heavy, man. I think having your own voice is, like, if if we're talking about it in pencils, he he already this is basically a reiteration in that he said you already can write, which means you can already draw and you already do it in your own way, and that's essentially what having your own voice is in art. So if you hear someone talking about an artist's voice, they're talking about the way in which they express an idea. When did you find your voice? Do you, do you like what does that feel like? How do you know? How do you know you you have a voice? Maybe some people already have one and they they overthink it. They think that. They need to have a different voice. You know, what What? What does that mean? I think as soon as, I don't know. I, I knew I found my own voice because people started to ask me, like, what is that? Hmm. So I wasn't speaking in a language that they had seen yet. Hmm. Interesting. Um, it could be as simple as that. Yeah. It, it wasn't super profitable to be like that. <laughs> to be like, oh, it's, you know, there's a bunch of shapes that I like. But my voice is not the most... It wasn't as smooth and as sultry as it is now. 
and that's why you need to work, work, work. You know, practice, practice, and repetition really um, is is the starting point for for showing your dedication. It's as simple as that. You know it. I know it. you want to you want to be good at art. You got to do it all the time. Make right. time. You want to be good at art. You got to read this Jerry Saltz article and uh, listen to Lesson Eleven, which is listen to the crazy voices in your head. Mm. You ever do that? Controversial. Rens? Yeah. Yeah. I do. Yeah. But I don't think they're crazy though. No. I think they're crazy cool. Crazy sick. Like we fucking pull out our sickest sense and pull <laughs> pull pull together some dope art. I actually have a problem with this because I, I think that there's um. There's a lot of people who look at artists and they look at uh, what looks like chaos and they they want to attribute like mental illness to it or they want to they want to paint taking care of your mental health as a way of like stifling your artistic vision or creativity. And that's just like not true. But, you know, Jerry Saltz is old. It's just his wording. Yeah. yeah, it's it's a, yeah. Listen, to some, I, I think what he means is listen to the thing in your head that says I shouldn't do this because people won't like it. Yeah, he has a way of saying things, definitely. Yeah. Um, you gotta know what you hate. What's yeah. number twelve? It's a big one. It's a big one. What do you hate, Renz? Um, hmm. Let me think. Um, I hate. That's a hard one for me. I don't really. I don't think about it until it happens, you know. And then I kind of <laughs> like just try to like purge it out of my head. I don't need none of that stuff it, polluting my brain. Yeah, what do I hurts. hate? What do I hate? What do you hate? I don't know. This might take me a while. I hate getting cut in line without someone asking. Oh, okay. I hate paper cuts. Yeah, paper cuts suck. Dude, I hate what do I hate? Getting burned on things. That I think he says make a list of three artists whose work you despise. I don't even think I could do that. Hmm. Because I love mm. Justin Bieber. <laughs> I love. Um, I love all like pretty much anything what that's entertaining. I, do you dis what do I despise? Hmm. Man, I didn't realize how hard that would be the answer. Yeah, I don't think we're good thing we have these lessons here because I don't think we would I'm really not cut out for this, dude. Listen up, interns, if you have artists that you despise, put us on to them. I need something to hate. The thing that fuels me is rage. I gotta look into that. I, I want to fight find art that I don't like. I mean, I, Tom Thomas Kincaid. I don't know. Even that I can <laughs> laugh at. You know what I mean? This yeah. is tough. This is really tough. It's 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 hard, especially because I think like a lot of people. I, I feel like a lot of younger people are predisposed to find something out of any content they intake. So it's like even if it's something you don't like, you can find entertainment in disliking it, you know? Word. Hmm. Or it can get you all riled up and you have a good time just yelling about it to yourself in the mirror <laughs> like I do. Uh, right. Maybe I'll, like, collect a bunch of stuff. Oh, man. Look at this guy with a picture of an ice cream cone. Clay is Oldenburg. Look at that. Does Jerry Sauls hate that? I guess so. <laughs> what do you think about that guy's work? His big, giant, puffy things? Yeah. Uh, Klaus Oldenburg, right? Yeah. Yeah, that dude makes big food. <laughs> <laughs> and I like that. I like I like uh, the idea of, I don't know, American consumption. Of it, big food. Yeah. He made other big things, like staplers, I guess. 
Yeah, but I, I like the big food pieces. That's really cool. There's something about um, just making things bigger. People always like when you make art that's bigger. People and, like to talk best about Jeff Koons. Oh, yeah. What's up with that? I like Jeff Koons. He Why? went to Micah. He did go to Micah. Yeah, and I got mad respect. What is it about the what? What is the criticism? Is it because that he um, had other people make his giant dogs? I think the criticism is that, and this is something that probably exists in a lot of larger artist studios, is just that he doesn't fairly compensate people. Oh damn! So he's like, I don't know. Yeah, and he makes like a lot of sex sculpture or something. Uh, I don't know. I think people just don't like him because he's popping. Is that right? Yeah, I mean, I'm jealous. I wish I could make millions of dollars for paying people tens of dollars to build stuff. <laughs> It'd be cool to just have enough money to kind of make whatever pops in your head. Like, what would you make right now if the thing... You were talking about casting mayonnaise sculptures. How big? <laughs> right now? Yeah, right, right now. this very second? If you had, like, $10 million. All right, let me cleanse my mind. Okay. Um, No mayonnaise sculpture. I thought about that yesterday. Casting anything mayonnaise. Um, okay, I know. I want to cast um, like a million dollars worth of one inch Shaquille O'Neal um, figurines, but each figurine is a frame from a, a YouTube video dunk compilation. Hell yeah, that's new media right there. Yeah, and then I want to display them in order like as it were happening across the wall. Oh, cool. I like that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah or something like that. Yeah. Uh, like sequentially maybe it could be like um maybe you could border something of uh a, 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 another different piece okay so for some reason i thought about shaquille o'neal maybe the piece is about big things we were just talking about clay's oldenburg i got 10 million bucks i could fund whatever i want yeah. i could pay for this you know this is my money what do i want to do i'm thinking silly i'm thinking fun i like art I some like, people I are gonna want to go into a space and drink bacardi with swiss beats and look at all right what about an igloo made out of vhs tapes oh yeah that'd be cool i don't know i don't know that's just igloo made out of vhs that's not big though yeah it also no one would get to watch any of the vhs tapes Ooh, so you have a vhs player in the igloo and a monitor and people can watch the vhs tapes but at the end of the once the vhs stops playing it destroys the vhs tape so over time the igloo falls apart I mean, I hate that idea. <laughs> this is the challenge. Maybe we're making art that people will hate in our heads. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm on the I'm on the mayonnaise tip. Like I always had this idea of Can you cast mayonnaise? Yeah, you definitely can. Does mayonnaise freeze? No, but it dry. Well, I'm sure it freezes, but it definitely dries out and becomes like a gelatinous sludge. Ew. Yeah. That's that's not going to like be rigid though. It'll be rigid enough to stand. Will it? Depending on how tall it is. It would fall apart. That's I'm disgusting. Just, yeah. I always wanted to make, um, you know those Chewy cookies, Chewy Chips Ahoy, how they're like really, really mushy? Yeah. I want to mush a bunch of those together and do like the, the Michelangelo's David or something. Why? Uh, like a big one. Why Chewy? Is he Chewy? Yeah, he's Chewy. Is he a Quaker? <laughs> what is it? <laughs> no, it's just because they're, you know, they're squishy like clay. I feel like you could just squish them all together. It's probably... Do those go bad? What's the shelf life on those things? Probably infinite. Infinite? I'm assuming it's like like three-fourths plastic. 
All right, so we just rattle off a bunch of stupid ideas. That's how it starts, folks. Work, work, work. You know, you gotta work on that. Uh, the, the. Uh, there's something there. Then you gotta talk to Pitbull about funding it. There's something about tons of miniature Shaquille O'Neal statues. You yeah. just gotta develop the idea. That'd be really cool. You cannot, you cannot thwart your own voice. For some reason, Gage incited me to think about tons of tiny cast Shaquille O'Neal statues. Yeah. That means something. I just don't know it yet, and it's okay not to. All right, what's the next lesson? We're not even halfway through yet. Damn, dude. Reading, reading, reading. Understand that art is not just for looking at. We're kind of just skimming through this, though. Yeah, well, art's not just for looking at. Sometimes you smell it. It's for thinking of. You were just talking about Chewy. What would it smell like in there? You know, that's a message you can make if you want to send a message. There's this artist, Annika Yee, who, like, uses smell a lot in her work that I like. She has a piece where she took, like, a bunch of female artists' uh, sweat and turned it into, like, a, a spray. Uh. <laughs> that's a lot of sweat, man. Yeah. God damn. Yeah, it's pretty gnarly, isn't it? Um, lesson 16. <laughs> Learn the difference between subject, matter, and content. Oh, I think this is a good one. Yeah. What do you think the difference is? We talked is? about this before. Subject matter and content. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We did talk about it. Episode three, right? Yes. So subject matter and content. Um, subject matter can be defined by what it is you're looking at, like, as objectively as possible. Um, like defining the symbols or shapes or um, uh, characters that you see in a painting. Like you can, if, if I look at that, the subject matter is about, for example, let's say that I'm looking at the statue of David. The subject matter is about the stat, uh, the story, uh, biblical story of David and Goliath, and the character that's being portrayed is David. And um, you could say that it's made out of a certain uh, material. Subject matter is made out of marble. All right. I think I've sufficiently bored everybody enough. Yeah. What is content? I don't know. <laughs> content is... Uh... Oh, hey, he uses the same example you use. Oh, my God, he did. But he, we have it backwards. So the subject matter... In, in Jerry Salt's mind is the standing man with the sling, but the content. Oh wait, no, yeah, you had that right. Yeah, so content is uh, all the context, I guess, and like what it's supposed to represent and be about, the idea that's supposed to be portrayed by the image or by the object. Simple enough. So like, I guess like a good comparison would be like you you paint a dog. No, we use that one. You paint. A, a, a voluptuous booty and that's a subject matter and then the content would be like whatever urges or whatever primal instinct people would have looking your opinion at your feeling booty. yeah exactly. yeah what do you feel like that's the content yeah from an artist lens um sometimes people some artists like to have content that they package and that they want people to perceive and a lot of people don't some people just make something and then let the content write itself from the audience's point of view it's contextual. Yeah. When you made it can become what content is um, perceived. What you made it out of can become what the content and subject matter is perceived as. Um, without this getting and feeling too convoluted, you can think of subject as something that is objective, and you can think of content as something more subjective. Cool.
lots of pictures of naked uh, people. Uh, yeah, nudes from different time periods that are used as examples here. Yeah, I've heard criticisms of Jerry Salt that he's like overly obsessive about the sexual aspects of art and like kind of fills in the gaps when it's not there. Uh, what do you mean by fills in the gaps? Just like like when he uses interprets a... work, he like sexualizes it just because like it's it's. I mean, I think it's a really easy thing to draw out of anything because I'm sure a huge percentage of the population has sexual instinct and urges. So like you can look at anything and be like, oh, I see where the sexuality comes from. Yeah. Yeah. Even if it's not intended to be there. So then there's like there's the issue of like artists intended content versus the content of the piece depending on who's looking at it. I guess what makes um, what makes a critique interesting, educational, and valuable is being able to see the details and define as well as possible what those aspects are. And um, there's a lot to talk about when you're looking at an art piece at the end of the day. Uh, how you define what you're looking at is up to you as a critic of it. And in this case, Jerry is defining, it's helping his, he's helping people understand that when you look at a piece, you can define it by looking at it as subject matter and um, content. Um, or you could just look at a piece and think about it on your own terms. Um, there's no rule book or anything like that about opinion on pieces. No, I guess not. Yeah. Should we write a 33 part list on how to critic, how to be a critic? Oh, dude, I would, that would be, I have no idea what any of that world is all about. Step one, you're always right, even if you're wrong. Speak with confidence. All right. Confidence is a big one. Um, we covered a lot of this in our critique episode, so if you haven't heard that already, yeah, we can break it down. Episode four. Yeah. Nah, let's let's make you guys have to do your own research. We already did our fifteen minutes. You got to go back and listen to that episode if you haven't yet. This is like real good, good, bo- uh, good, cool boss, uh, tough boss situation over here. <laughs> I'm gonna let my man cook. You know, lesson twenty one: define success. Define success, man. That sounds like a college essay thing. I don't even want to do go through that anymore. Yeah, dude. Fuck all this. What should we talk about? What make what makes art cool? Success. What makes art cool? What makes art cool? But know. that's that's hard to say. Like I can't speak for everybody. Nah. What makes art cool to me is totally different than than Aunt Sally. What is that? You know? What does Aunt Sally think is cool? She might be interested in mastery. Yeah. Yeah. You you wouldn't know. Yeah, she might just be impressed by the fact that someone can do something she can't do. I think um I think the goal for for if you want Aunt Sally to understand it, if you're making art, is or if you want her to think it's cool, uh, just just know that and trust your the the intelligence of your audience and know that people will 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 receive whatever message you're trying to do symbolically or whatever with your art. You know, it's it's it, people are smart. They're gonna get simple symbolism or if you're trying to send a. a if you're trying to communicate something with your art or if you if you want to be simple and make art that's pretty beautiful in an abstract way with um a simple uh concept behind it that's totally cool too even more people will will vibe with it 
Yeah, I Art think, doesn't have to be complex. Definitely not. And I think that the most important thing that Jerry Saltz said that we read is definitely to find your voice. That's the thing that people are yeah. going to respond to. And it doesn't even need to be that original of a voice. Simply, well, number one, you have to worry about people seeing it. And number two, like if you have a voice, then other people who hear that voice and vibe with it, like not everyone has the same favorite singer or something but everyone likes different voices people are gonna vibe with it even if it's not yours mm-hmm. yeah i mean i'm thinking about it in terms of like what if you're in one museum and in one room you saw the statue of david and then the next room you saw like a sculpture by i, I think his name's catalan the guy that does those sculptures of the zany situations yeah or like a horse sticking out of the wall yeah um or maybe even just uh uh cast statue made out of uh frozen mayonnaise yeah (laughs) you know what i mean like people are gonna pick which room they like yeah if if it was for some reason some zany uh weird curator decided to do that i mean there's a message in there somewhere that's the point you know you can you can literally put two random things next to each other and someone will think of something you can think of something to connect to it if it wasn't intentionally that way yeah and uh those of you who are avid art viewers and sometimes um, find yourself looking at individual pieces in a show, trying to figure out what the connection is. Sometimes, you know, keep in mind that curators are curating that show to elicit an idea, and that's also their art form. So, like, the zany mayonnaise piece next to Michelangelo's David might be something about, I don't know, the way that taste changes over time, the way that the mayonnaise taste is going to change over the time, the way that uh, people respect skill level it's going to change over time mayonnaise is a material that they didn't have when david was thing probably not as readily available at least i don't know mayonnaise sounds like one of those <laughs> things that'd be really expensive like you know how salt was really expensive back in the day like everyone wants mayonnaise if you got some mayonnaise on your beard like everyone knows you're like stacked. <laughs> you have hella bread like all the money some fucking yeah give me some of that whipped egg and vinegar my guy yeah i mean (laughs) dude eggs are hard to come by if you're if you're a peasant like me that's true either you got the chicken or you can afford the eggs i mean did everybody have vinegar you know it was that a rare thing in times when mayonnaise was a a hot commodity dude i don't even know how vinegar is made that was i was gonna research it but 15 minutes is a short amount of time y'all vinegar vinegar if anyone knows how to make vinegar please send us a recipe that is every grandmom's and mother's secret secret weapon to clean something vinegar. or like do something. Yeah, do something miraculous like an alchemist. Do some vinegar to cure your gout. I always like the idea of art as alchemy. Yeah, there was a class at our school um, called that. Yeah, taking a bunch of materials and turning it into something more valuable than the sum of its parts. Yeah, art's magic. Yeah. At the end of the day, I mean, you know, it is what it is. There's a piece I really want to make. Um, there's this bacteria that takes, like, this, like, toxic form of, like, gold that is a industrial waste, kind of, for, I think, like, electronics parts. And it can break it down to regular gold. And it'd be really cool to have, like, a vat of that, like, a vat of that bacteria just, like, breaking down that industrial waste to gold. Because that would be, like, what? real. Yeah, real alchemy. A bacteria yeah, can, it, like, recombine pieces from other metals and make it into gold? Is that what you're saying? No, it's this chemical that has, or it's a 
I don't know if it's a molecule or a chemical that I think it's a chemical that has gold in it that's oh, not okay. really usable and there's not a good way oh. to separate it that's like efficient um and it's cheaper to buy in it in that chemical form than it is to just buy the gold that's in it mm-hmm. but this bacteria can break it down and actually the bacteria originally was found to break down the copper version of that like so it would break down this chemical into copper but then some scientists somewhere you know played god for a while and made the gold version what yeah, it only costs like a couple hundred bucks to get some of the bacteria what yeah. but then you need the the does it is it expensive to get those pieces of electronics that have gold in it no or it's, that molecule you, you can buy it actually just as the as the chemical and it's like three hundred dollars for like i think 16 ounces and you can literally make gold i mean i don't how know how long does it take i'm assuming it takes as long as like the the metabolism of the back the amount of bacteria you have to like break it down so i don't know damn that's like some art and science combination right there yeah that shit's popping right now there's a lot of people doing stuff like that bio art yeah that's crazy 10 million dollars i like that question a lot what would you make yeah well 10 million dollars what if you made um what if you trained an elephant to paint uh your solo show (laughs) (laughs) I know pigs can paint. Yeah, elephants can paint too. Yeah, That'd yeah be that's cool. messed up, dude. I think that's, that it would... this, I don't know. That's bordering the line of animal cruelty, isn't it? Yeah, you also got to remember that your budget might like ten million dollars. So you got to pay for materials. You got to pay for housing for the elephant and enough housing for it to be ethical. Otherwise, you're gonna have to fight lawsuits. Then you have to pay for the food and the art lessons. So we mm. might we might need to just get some pigs. Yeah, pigs are smart. They're yeah. very smart. They're they're. I don't know how much how similar their intelligence is to elephants, but I know pigs can paint. Yeah, I've seen a pig paint on the internet. Do you think that if an elephant painted your solo show, but the elephant wasn't there, like flexing its painting skills, anyone would would care about the art? Uh, you, you get the it does an artist talk. Yeah, that'd yeah. be cool. I think that's totally wrong, man. I don't want to. I don't want to like conglomerate on an elephant's talent that's not me you know i would want the elephant to shine yeah we got to curate that elephant into the show yeah i want swiss beats to promote that elephant get that elephant fucked up off bacardi oh no (laughs) (laughs) starts doing drip painting and smoking cigarettes this is what really happened when dumbo blew up and became a famous actor yeah wait wait, it was a cartoon 10 child actors that died too young dumbo's number one (laughs) that's so dark yeah no not dark enough dumbo's about to come out oh when you guys listen to this it's near cinco de mayo i hope you all enjoy the the holiday and i hope you enjoy it respectfully be safe be safe don't drink too much and just because it's a canonically mexican holiday doesn't mean you got to get all fucked up off tequila and wear a sombrero yeah don't do that but i mean you can just remember you some people might care Remember what you're actually celebrating here. Yeah. What is it? Independence? Uh. <laughs> Ren's just shrugged, for those of you who couldn't see it. I don't know. I'm, I don't want to be, like, disrespectful and say anything wrong. I'm not sure. I'm, uh, I, grew up in, I'm, I grew up an American, even though I'm not an American citizen. Yeah, I grew up an American, too. I've never even been a Mexican. I'm, like, 80% American culture. No, maybe, like, 70 I'm like a hundred, dude. You? Like even the Filipino oh, yeah. stuff that my family does is like It's all like auxiliary. Very, yeah, it's all like very American versions of it too. 
like they speak Tagalog, but every other word is like something I don't know, some reality TV show or something. <laughs> That's kinda... I want to watch that. I want to watch a reality TV show about Filipino people. Yeah, that'd be funny. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> well, I'll, here's what you'd see. I'd, I'll describe it for all y'all that you know, Filipino, fresh off the fresh off the boat. Um, for newly immigrated to the Philippines, this is what you're gonna see. You're gonna see uh, someone's grandpa, grandparent sitting in the living room watching uh, Filipino programming. You're gonna see some food boiling in the kitchen and maybe a Filipino lady outside sweeping. Um, you're gonna see uh, probably a couple of little Filipino kids, like cousins of the family or something like that, friends. Running around playing video games, toys, maybe. Yeah. It's toys. gonna smell. It's gonna smell like Filipino food in there. A couple windows open. I'm describing this. Imagine you're in sunny, sunny uh, San Diego, Southern California, where many Filipino Americans live and Filipino immigrants. Uh, that's what you'll do. You you go over to your Filipino friend's house. Somebody's there to, um, I guess, politely force you to eat food. Um, because the. Uh, you know, it's it's mandatory to share food if you have some, and usually someone's got something cooking up. Uh, there you go. That's VR, VR, but voice. VR by voice. <laughs> VR by That's voice. That's new. Yeah. Um, Jerry Salt says in this, in this article, Lesson 24, artists must be vampires. Stay up late every night with other artists around your age. Show up. Go to openings, events, parties, wherever there are more than two of your kind. To protect yourselves, form small gangs. Protect one another no matter what. This gang will allow all of you to go out into and take over parts of the world. So artists have to be Team uh, Edward. Yeah, Team Edward. Word. Yeah, although I'm Team Kyle. Who's Kyle? Uh, the other guy? <laughs> um, protect the weakest artists in your gang because there are people in the gang who think you're the weak one. Okay, so here's the thing, guys. Damn, dude. I disagree with that. I think that that's part of the problematic mindset that actually makes art irritating. The art world irritating to me is artists thinking that they're like part of like a sect and that they're in competition with other artists when really the idea should be having a bigger platform. There's plenty of money. There's plenty of food. There's plenty of opportunity out here for artists if we make the art world something that's engaging and inclusive. So stop being divisive. That's like he's plugging into bully culture. Yeah, a I mean, bit. well, he's plugging in what he's calling defense from bully culture, but really, what he's what he's plugging is segregation between different art practices. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. I mean, okay. you're always gonna have friends you like better than other people, but that doesn't mean that you have to form a little gang. That's weird. <laughs> it's weird. It's weird. That's actually, you know what, Jerry Saltz, when you listen to this, because <laughs> I know you will, you motherfucker. Rem- remember, Whoa. remember that the original gangs, the the idea of gangs is a psyops organized by the government to divide poor immigrant communities. All right, so it's not fucking gang mentality that we need. Yeah, man, we don't need no Leonardo DiCaprio movies de- depicting the art world. Not at all. I want Leonardo. The Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle to be representative of the art world. He loves pizza. He fights crime. His master is a rat. He's not a rat, but they still get along. And also, stop stop uh, promoting this fucking lifestyle of 
artists stay up late. Some artists wake up early and work. Some artists have kids. Oh, you need to stay up. You want to make it in the art world. You want to survive. I'm Jerry Saltz. I only understand New York art. You want to you want to fucking be an artist? Be an artist. Make work. I like the first half of this. I'm starting to get a little a little jived up, a little angry. <laughs> Sorry, interns. <laughs> I got heated. I just want to protect you. I am I'm amped right now. I'm I'm amped. I'm amped off contact. Oh, this is uh, a, this is a good lesson though. Learn to deal with rejection. We had an episode on that too, but totally different uh, context here, folks. If someone doesn't like your work, you got to grow that confidence in yourself because um, if they don't like your work, then they're just a hater. That's it's corny. It's real though. Um, keep making your work because you don't know how your voice is going to evolve. Um, keep making your work because <coughs> it's fun to make work. It's It means something most importantly to you to keep making work. And if, you you know, if, if you're not an artist and you don't feel like making work, then maybe you should try something else creative. You know, maybe it's just the medium that you're using. I don't think, I don't, I don't necessarily think that everybody who has a creative bone in their body should be an artist. Maybe you might want to do something else that's creative. You don't have to be an artist if you have that itch and urge to create. Maybe you, you might be the next Werner von Braun and invent uh, the next big thing, such as the space station. Or no, not the space station, the space shuttle. You might invent... Or Wait, no, I think it was... Being a subsidized Nazi. Oh. Is, isn't that, what, isn't that uh, who Braun is? Maybe that was a terrible example. <laughs> but, you know... Maybe, maybe the next Katherine Heigl. Who's that? An actress. Oh. Um, you might be you might be redneck. <laughs> uh yeah. I like rednecks. I, I That think, was me that was bad. Yeah. You shouldn't say that. That is true. You shouldn't. Here's, it's not nice. Here's my thing. I don't understand if in this article Jerry Saltz is trying to tell people how to be an artist or how to be successful in the art world because those things are the, his the first half of the article which is like just make 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 and find your voice is not necessarily going to be super functional in the art world because uh, there is a market all right well okay i'm looking at this and there's 33 i'm already burnt out i was burnt out 20 minutes in to be I know, honest dude that's I, I mean if you made it this far congratulations because you are right there with us yeah this man. article has a lot to say there's 33 lessons in it i've read it all i just don't really remember it all because yeah. it was a while ago but i like to think that it could even be simpler than 33 you know i think it's as simple as saying go out there and express yourself and find uh, i'm going to use one of his examples which i believe in is find your voice which happens naturally you don't even need to think about it because what you need to focus on is getting out there and making stuff that you want to see making stuff that you think will will express what you can't necessarily say with just words and you got to imagine that whatever you might make will have a certain type of reach if you end up putting it in a museum because it's ex basically a, a messenger for you and your soul and that which cannot be expressed um in in a simple no uh it's it's hard to define yeah you know what y'all we're gonna take 
uh, some of our own advice, and we're just gonna stop potting. We're gonna start making mayonnaise sculptures, and we'll get, we'll get back to you. We'll, Art Pros LLC, uh, mayonnaise sculpture company. Uh, we're gonna get Subway to sponsor us, and no, Jared. not Subway. I want Jared. You want? Him? Oh wait, no, I don't want Jared. <laughs> so, no, Jared's here. Yeah, no, Jared's here. Uh, uh, I don't know if your name's Jared. Quiznos. Yeah, we could get Quiznos to sponsor us. Yeah. We could just have like a slice of like a like a hoagie roll and no, then man. just a pile of mayonnaise. I don't care about Quiznos. You know who I care about sponsoring us is us uh, uh, Nancy's. Oh yeah, snack. Station North Arts Cafe. Give us, give us mayonnaise. Give us mayonnaise. We need, we need <laughs> a lot of mayonnaise. That's gonna be our uh, on our grant writing request. We're gonna spend your money on mayonnaise. Yeah. All right, guys. Um, man, if you're as exhausted as we are just from looking at all this guy talking about how to be, he he ends with um. Be delusional. Are we delusional for making this podcast for you? Do you love this? No, I just think. The truth of the matter is, I'm not going to be all... I'm just going to say it. This stuff is tiring Yeah. sometimes if it's too long. Yeah, thinking about how to be an artist is really hard. Being It just it just takes me back to being in art school. And though I enjoyed my time in um, the uh, the seminar classes, learning about something specific and, you know, some learning about topics, specifically writing and reading, learning about theory... We, a lot of the times we had to do that, um, you know, two of those classes a day. Burns you out. Makes your brain kind of tired. Yeah, I guess Jerry Saltz just makes, uh, in my opinion, makes writings for people who wish they were still in, in an institution. Yeah, and, you know, to be fair, there are there are many ways to enjoy art. There are many ways, um, there are many ways in which you can find complexities in art and dive deep and unpack and, 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 and investigate that's fun but what's also fun is looking at um 10,000 tiny sculptures of Shaquille O'Neal yeah so it doesn't you know what I mean you know what's also fun is taking 10,000 ice cubes and melting them down with a magnifying glass that's fun (laughs) because fun is subjective that's what I do that's a piece about being a little kid uh in the summer and you climate don't have change climate change yeah that's how i'm gonna spin it to get in that gallery <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. We'll work about work about yeah, work about climate change yeah that's a hot topic uh it was what if you uh install a hot topic in a <laughs> in a gallery in a gallery and yeah then I, build I, your own hot topic i demand that all the uh all the companies that sell clothes at our store only get money if we sell it but what no what if the shirts inside are all fake chinese like bootleg brands oh that'd be cool yeah yeah would you guys see that it'd be called hawk topic i would definitely like a picture of that on instagram can is are you you're allowed to do that though right under like some sort of copyright satire rules probably yeah you have to be recognized as a parody artist before you do it you have to do you have to apply to be a parody artist no it's just if someone opens up a lawsuit against you you need to demonstrate that you have a history of being a satirist and then like so with other artworks otherwise they're just gonna think you're trying to make bootleg hot topic and sell (laughs) hot shit under the brand without franchising what if it's not for sale? Well, that'd be lame if it wasn't for sale. I mean, what's the point of opening up a hot topic if you're not going <laughs> to dress America's youth? Uh, what about 
Sorry, what a, Hawk Topic. What about <laughs> Tony Hawk Topic? What about have, uh, you know? What would be cool is to put a food court, a food court in a in a big gallery space that could fit it. That would, would be, be nuts, dude. Yeah. That's a ten million dollar thing right there. Ooh, just hire a bunch of food trucks to drive right through the wall. <laughs> <laughs> That's aggressive. That turned real crazy. Hey, no, I that like turned, that. that. That's the that is that the event though. Like that's yeah. that's the opening. Yeah, you, you sp- walk into an empty gallery and have to dodge all these food trucks <laughs> as they crash through the wall. Have you ever played Frogger? There you go. Yeah. Well, what you do is you, five mil on the food trucks, five mil. Well, five, three mil on the food trucks, two mil for our pockets. Dude, it might just be ten mil, mil for insurance, man. Oh yeah, true. Ten for- mil for insurance, get a hundred mil back. <laughs> What if someone buys that um, performance art and <laughs> just does it Copyright. <laughs> copyright. LLC. Art Pros LLC. It's That's copyrighted this, idea. It's a, it's a traveling, it's a traveling uh, event where these food trucks just crash into a building into a space. That sounds a bad. Like, that. no. That's not. It would be really expensive. I don't know where we're going with that one, but that's Dude. A, that sounds like that sounds like the the who's the director that did Transformers? I can't remember off the top. It's Michael like, Bay. That's like a Michael Bay level uh, Art extreme. Yeah. Just like going for it all, like don't never say never mentality. Well, experience. Why, why actually do the show when you could just have Michael Bay direct a, a video documentation of that? Well, what about this as a performance art? Let's think of a think of like a a public figure that people wouldn't mind gets uh, tricked into getting in a hot air balloon and just like <laughs> just floats away. Just letting it go. <laughs> That's so mean. We're gonna have a poll on our Patreon where you can decide who we're gonna advocate to let go in the hot air balloon. Actually, that'd be cool. What if we? What if instead of having the death penalty, we just put every corrupt um, politician in a hot air balloon and just float them away and yeah. we'll let the grace of god decide their fate yeah just give them a bunch of uh food that um people in uh people people in poverty have to buy or people in prisons and schools or in have prisons to eat. Yeah, yeah or people like give them the food that they're not eating yeah you know well nah that sounds too good they'll have a scenic view so we're gonna put kanye west shutter shades over their eyes <laughs> Damn, this is getting uh this is getting involved. Dude, I'm I'm kinda with it. Well, you know, we could just have it available because when you're up there it might be pretty bright. Yeah. They oh yeah, true. Those are the you know what I yeah. mean? Give them the choice, but it's their only choice. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's so evil. Nah, Ooh, we should take man. all we could take we should take everyone who profits off of other people's death and stuff and put them in a hot air balloon together. So they can all hang out. That is I don't know, man. That sounds like a Hindenburg situation. I don't want to kill anybody here. No, no, no. No, no, one there, no one's going to learn anything from that. Oh, true. That's just going to be some... Uh, I thought it was performance art. You're not supposed to learn stuff that's from just, that. That's just going to be barbecue for some uh, carnivores from wherever they land, you know? Yeah. Performance art. Yeah, I don't know, man. Sorry, guys. I don't think 10 mil covers that. No, I don't think so either. Yeah. You know what 10 mil covers? Uh, it's probably helping fund Baltimore school district. Maybe that would be a dope performance piece that people like Marina Abramovich could try. What about a play, a Broadway play, using that to advocate for the Fast and the Furious Broadway play? Oh, that would be cool. That would be sick, dude. Yeah, rest in peace, Tom Holland. Um, What's his name? Paul... I don't know. The guy from Fast and Furious died. 
in case you guys didn't know. Yeah. Paul Walker. Paul Walker. Yeah. Rest in peace. I would be down to see a Broadway Fast and Furious play. Um, Who would it be written by, though? Vin Diesel? <laughs> oh, man. Um... I wonder if Vin can write. I mean, he's a talented individual. I wonder if he has, like, the affinity for it. Well, if he can write, he can make a drawing. Can Vin draw? I've seen Vin drawings, but I haven't seen Vin drawing. Me neither. You know? What else could you do with $10 million? Um, I don't know, man. We could afford to pay our guests with just a fraction of that money. <laughs> um... Oh, that's a lot of money. That's a lot of money. It sounds like a lot of money to people like us, you know? Yeah, it does. If any of you have $10 million, can you just tell us how it feels to roll around in it? <laughs> You're imagining a Scrooge McDuck situation where they just have a room filled with with is, their uh, assets. Is that not their what you money? <laughs> oh, I guess if you have that money in assets, you'd have to like roll around in cars and houses. Just and roll stuff. on your carpet, like uh, hardwood floors yeah. or something. Purple heart. Their cash. Purple yeah. heart floors. Like, uh, you, you're talking about a room filled with uh, gold coins that you can dive into, you know? Yeah, like Scrooge McDuck. Yeah, that's totally, that's that's a thing. That's a thing. I bet a lot of people think about that. That's what I would do, but with just pennies. Make, like, an Olympic-sized swimming pool. You would literally just, like, hit it and... <laughs> <laughs> and die. Well, I mean, that's the thing. Inflict is pain on you yourself. You would die immediately jumping into a pool. <laughs> like, a pool of, like, gold doubloons yeah. or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it depends it's on how high. Cool. Yeah. Um, I mean, you know, he, he dove from a pretty decent height. Yeah. He, he had the money to fund it. He had hops, too. He jumped, that's, that's <laughs> he jumped per- really high. Too. That's a performance art right there. Like, being on a really, really tall diving board, and below you is a huge um, container filled with uh, pennies. Yeah. Right? You can spend $9 million on the pennies, do something else with a one million, build a really tall diving board, and just stand at the edge of it as a performance. So nine million dollars in pennies, two hundred thousand dollars on the diving board, eight hundred thousand dollars on your Scrooge McDuck cosplay. <laughs> um, because you need to get real duck feathers. Yeah, yeah, you you might need to get tar and feathered, and then you would need medical bill money after that. Yeah, you know? or uh, plastic surgery to get a, a duck bill attached to your face. <laughs> this is getting kind of wacky. I mean, that's like... That's a lot of money. Who would well, you ask to do that? Uh, Whoever the Kardashians are going to, probably. You know, there's yeah. there's ways to get around it. There's an artist, I can't remember her name, Orlan. Orlan is her name. And she, a lot of her work is about feminine beauty standards, and she got a lot of plastic surgery of, like different historical depictions of beauty all at once on her face at the same time yeah that was one of her pieces it's pretty cool she also does really cool uh like sexual photography with like mannequins and stuff Hmm. (sighs) man all right well we're 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 getting close to the hour mark i think we uh i think we might have had enough there yeah thanks jerry salts for uh salting my snail today (laughs) Brought us back to school for sure. Yeah, thanks. Everyone wants to go to art school. I'm, I'm definitely. This is art school. This is the art art pros signing off. Um, remember to check out our little video on Patreon. It's funny. Yeah. And Fo- share, follow if you like it. Yeah. Comment, comment on stuff. 
if you if you had a problem with this episode or like you want to just talk to us or something hit us up on uh, our gmail artprospodcast at gmail.com yeah straight up tell us how you really feel yeah. um we'll talk with you we we i don't care tell us whatever if, if you don't like it tell us if you like it tell us yeah i don't know i don't i don't bad i don't bad yeah. vibes from this article man really maybe this is just uh, us doing performance art to to make jerry salt's article look like shit this is our performance art performance art performance art uh, about jerry salts well, reading jerry salts we're gonna be uh delusional artists and hope that y'all still listen to next week's episode <laughs> thanks y'all peace